Wolves Plus is presented by Aura, game-changing digital security. All you can ask for, you know, in this in this life is an opportunity. You know, I got my opportunity. Um, Minnesota gave me one, and um, I'm just thankful. I'm blessed because there's a lot of a lot of kids who wish they were in my position today. Uh, there's a lot of kids um, grinding and working out every day, just trying to get here. So. Um, I try not to take this for granted, you know, because um, it could be going like that. So um, every day, every day I wake up, come to the gym, I just try to uh, remind myself that I'm blessed. You know, say a prayer to God in the morning before um, I come to the gym and just continue to be me. That was McKinley Wright IV. I'm your host, Marnie Gellner, and this is Wolves Plus. McLaughlin for Towns and Ward for Cat with an exclamation point. Russell shows off the handle and the shot. We got his feelings hurt on this one. Oh! May the force be with you! Coast to coast for Obi-Wan Okogi. McKinley, I know you're a Minneapolis guy. That's where you say you are from, but you also moved a lot as a kid, kind of moved around. Where yeah. are the places you lived, like grade school, middle school? leading up to high school? Uh, growing up, I kind of lived all over the place, just bouncing around different situations, you know, different things happening. I lived in, uh, obviously I was born in Minnesota. Um, I lived in Chicago for a couple years. Um, I lived in Iowa for a couple years. I lived in Arizona for a couple years. I lived in Arkansas. And then I finished my last four years at Colorado. So five different states, you know, it was kind of a lot of moving, a lot of different situations, a lot of things going on. but. Um, I had to adjust and make new friends everywhere I went, so it was a lot of, as a child. And when people ask where you're from, you say Minneapolis? Minneapolis, yep. That's a lot of moving for a kid. Yeah, it is, but I think that kind of uh, molded me and kind of made me who I am, uh, which is, you know, being easy outgoing, you know, getting to know uh, people. Um, you know, all that stuff comes easy for me now. You know, it was hard as a child um, leaving friends that you had just made and um, thought you built good relationships with. Um, but now as I've gotten older, I kind of understand that's how the world works. Um, you know, everything's not going to be perfect. You're going to meet new people. You're going to be in different type of situations. So um, I'm kind of glad that happened to me because uh, it kind of molded me to be strong and uh, the person I am today. And you learn to make the best of situations. Of course, every time. Yeah. So growing up in your, your high school years, were you, because you were in and around Minneapolis, were you a Timberwolves fan? Did you go to games? Did you have Timberwolves gear? Uh, yeah, I had Timberwolves gear. You know, my friends, uh, guys who I met, you know, when I moved back to Minnesota, they've been here their whole life. So they'd always take me to Timberwolves games. You know, the high school state championships, the state tournament is played in the Target Center. So I played in that for four years straight. Um, you know, I got to watch a lot of uh, great players come through Minnesota. So, um, of course, I grew up a fan. I grew up watching a lot of Timberwolves games. That's so wild. Yeah. And you you brought up the, the state tournaments at Target Center. So yeah. your senior season, Champlin Park High School as a senior, regular season, <laughs> undefeated, perfect record, and yeah. you make it to the state championship game against Apple Valley. Yeah. At guard for Champlin Park, a six-foot senior, number 25, McKinley Wright, the fourth. McKinley right with the runner. Got it. Look for three. Too much. What a rebound by Wright. Pay attention to that the rest of the way. Wright, turnaround oh. jumper. 
Five seconds. The Eagles smiles on their faces as they throw the ball high in the air and celebrate the state championship in 13, in 15, and now in 2017. There's a look of disappointment. Their only loss of the year and the two outstanding players. And I don't bring that up to try to stir up any hard feelings or emotions. <laughs> but high school basketball is big around here. Yeah. High school basketball was really important to you. That state championship game as a senior when you went in undefeated and you guys lost that game, is that one that you play back in your mind and you can't let go of? Or is that one you said, flush it, we're moving on? All the time, man. All the time. I wish I can get that one back. Um, I know I didn't play my best. You know, my team, we didn't play our best. We didn't play to uh, the level we were supposed to. But there's there's never no hard feelings with that. You know, Trey's actually one of my uh, good friends, Trey Jones and uh, Momo, Gary Trent Jr., all those guys who play for Apple Valley. Uh, we have good relationships, so it's never no hard feelings. Um, of course, I want to win. I wish I, uh, we could go back. You know, that day was kind of crazy, actually. That same day is the day. Um, I found out I wasn't going to Dayton anymore. Uh, I had a head coaching change. So it was kind of a, a wild day, um, and the loss made it that much worse. So uh, it is one I wish I could have back. It is one I, I do replay. Um, being undefeated, you know, we played them in the regular season. We beat them in the regular season, and we knew we were capable of beating them, and we just didn't bring our best that day. So it's one that, that's replayed a lot in my head. You're still feeling the sting just a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. It's Even almost today. gone, though. It's, it's almost gone. <laughs> oh, no. So in, in 2017, you're named Minnesota Mr. Basketball, which is obviously a huge honor. The talent that has been coming through this state is really something. Yeah. It's Chet Holmgren, Jalen Suggs. You mentioned Trey Jones, Gary Trent Jr., Amir Coffey, yeah. McKinley Wright the fourth. Yeah. Paige Beckers, <laughs> what is going on with the development of young basketball players in the state of Minnesota? It's kind of crazy, and, and the thing is, it's only getting better. Um, I know a lot of young guys here uh, that's really talented, and that'll be in the same shoes that I'm in right now uh, one day. Um, you know, Minnesota doesn't get credit for uh, having good basketball players, and uh, over the last you know seven seven years, we're starting to, people are starting to notice us and, and notice us as that sleeper state uh, with a lot of talent. You know, you mentioned a lot of names, and there's plenty more where that came from that uh, yeah. people still may not know about, but they'll find out about real soon. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm glad to be a part of those names and uh, be a part of that sleeper state that's starting to wake the country up. We're starting to wake the country yeah. up. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Jalen Suggs gave an interview this summer where he had said that he really wanted to go to Minnesota, but that he just wasn't recruited hard yeah. enough. And I saw you commented on that, and your comment to that was, or reply on Twitter, that we were all ready to stay home. Was that your plan when you were going through high school? Was that like one of your focuses, like I want to play for the Gophers. Yeah, I mean, it was one of my it was one of my plans. You know, I seen Amir Coffee, you know, set the trend right there, and you know, he stayed home. You know, that made me you know want to be a part of the Gophers. But um, things didn't work out uh, the way they the way that we planned. Um, actually, you know, I, I took my visit to Minnesota, and um, uh, there was supposed to be no more point guards after me, and uh, taking a visit. And you know the the plan was um, now I won't I won't go too much into it, but with my D1 Minnesota guys, 
the plan was I was supposed to come. Um, Jericho was going to come with me that same year. And then the next year we have Matt Hurt. Um, but obviously it didn't work out like that. You know, when I decided to go to Dayton, you know, because I felt, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't a priority. Um, it was, it was, a, I was late recruited. Um, you know, there was point guards that had scholarships offers ahead of me. And then I played them in the uh, AAU circuit. And, you know, I outplayed some of those guards who had the Minnesota offer. And then uh, late in my junior year, uh, that's when I, that's when I finally got the offer. Uh, that's when I finally started to get recruited. Um, so I just kind of felt there was, it was, it wasn't, it wasn't what it was supposed to be. And, you know, Ben Johnson, I, I have a great relationship with Ben Johnson still to this day. Um, even back then I had a good relationship with Ben Johnson, but sure. he wasn't the head coach. So he wasn't the one making the calls. Um, but yeah, the things just didn't work out. Yeah. Sometimes things just work out the way they're supposed to yeah, work out. Yeah. And Isn't that know, how, how it happens. Oh, so God. when you went to Colorado, you mentioned the, the record setting career you had. Right, of course, Abu's elbow J on the way, and he sticks it with right, a deep three, drains it, right fed on the bounce off, beautiful leader, floats it in. In particular, a record-setting freshman season, yeah. you set the single-season record for assists, and you broke Chauncey Billups' yeah. record in doing that. And then I saw you and Chauncey worked together. Mm -hmm. He helped you, I think, with your shot, your yep. jump shot. Yep. Like, how, how did that relationship happen? How did you seek him out? He seek you out? What did he teach you? Um, you know, at first, you know, my freshman year, early my freshman year, Chauncey didn't know who I was. Um, I knew who he was, obviously, Mr. Big Shot. He played at the University of Colorado. Um, you know, as a kid, I had a cardboard with my favorite players on there, and it was Kobe, Dirk Nowitzki, Steve Nash, Chauncey Billups, and Allen Iverson. Uh, those are my five favorite players right there, and um, it was kind of it was a dream come true, man, to be able to meet them, uh, to be able to play for the same school as them. And then when I broke uh, his assist record freshman year, uh, he was the first person I heard from. Um, as soon as it happened, you know, check my phone after the game. Hey, what's up? It's Chauncey Billups, and it was crazy. <laughs> it was crazy. Wow. Like, he congratulated me. Um, we we started communicating more and more. He came to a couple games, and then from there we started working out together and just started building a family relationship. So I'm forever grateful for Chauncey. You know, to even be in that position to break his records, um, you know, it's, it's a blessing. You know, he's a Hall of Famer. You know, he, they, don't call, they call him Mr. Big Shot for a reason. Um, you know, he's it's it's a blessing. It was crazy, but um, I'm glad to be in this position. I mean, think about that. One of your five all-time favorite NBA players. <laughs> and then he's calling you and yeah. you're working with him individually. Yeah. That's crazy. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. We got to uh, get, uh, build a good foundation, get some good work in. You know, he introduced me to other NBA players that he trains with. Got to meet Eric Bledsoe, you know, build a relationship with Eric Bledsoe. And, yes. you know, and Bledsoe ended up sending me a, a signed jersey. So, um, you know, just being able to, to meet him and, you know, him opening so many more doors for me. Um, it's been a blessing. You know, he he texts me every year, going uh, all my all four years at Colorado. Uh, he was always there supporting me, telling me what I could do better, and how to become better. Um, when I signed a two-way with Minnesota, he reached out to me, um, even though he's a coach for Portland Trailblazers. So um, it's just a family relationship, you know, that goes back to Colorado and, and b both of us um, holding records there. So that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So after that senior season at Colorado, at Colorado, you went undrafted. And you had tweeted right after the draft ended, and your name was not called. You had tweeted, ain't nothing new for me. Regardless, I'm blessed. I'm thankful. I prove them wrong at every level. 
this ain't nothing new for me, let's get it, double down. How much faith and belief do you have in yourself? Through the, through the ceiling. Um, you know, for me, I've always had to prove at every level. You know, starting at high school, you know, playing at varsity as a freshman, uh, didn't start, you know, came off the bench and uh, just had to uh, continue to find a way to, to get better and prove that I belong at each level. Um, I did that at Champlin, um, you know, set records at Champlin Park, um, had two undefeated seasons until the state championship. Um, at the University of Colorado, I had to go do the same thing. Came in as a freshman, uh, a lot of guys older than me. Um, a lot of people didn't think I could play at that level in a Power Five conference. And there I went uh, to break records. Um, so I, I've just always tried to stay true to myself, uh, you know, trust in God, trust in my work, and continue to be me. Um, you know, well, one thing my coach, coach Boyle always tells me is uh, do what got you here. Uh, continue to do what got you here. So I uh, continue to do what got me at, uh, at Colorado, um, and I'm going to continue to do you know, what got me here to the NBA. So uh, just continue being me, doing all the little things, being able to guard. Uh, make plays for others, you know, score the ball when needed. Just try to try to be myself. Don't try to go outside my body and, and be somebody I'm not. And when you say you've had to prove yourself at every level, it, is it as simple as your height, do you think? Why is yeah, it that you've always had to constantly prove yourself? That's exactly it right there. Uh, me always being, I've always been, you know, one of the smaller guards on the floor, um, regardless of level, you know, high school, college, NBA. Um, which uh, I mean, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. It happens, you know. Uh, it's a lot. It's been a lot of other people in in the same position. So um, I just try to try to be a dog. You know, have a lot of heart. Um, they always say heart over height. So that's that's my motto. Heart over height. That's a good motto. Yeah. That's a good motto. <laughs> so you end up signing a two-way contract with the Timberwolves late in the summer, and there is a photo that the Wolves have shortly after that where you're kind of squatting on the court it's right behind the three-point line you have a basketball in your hands you're wearing the practice jersey and you wrote big blessings thank you minnesota what does that photo represent to you everything you know it's home it's home for me i'm like i'm so thankful uh, and blessed to be in this position coach finch and sachin and um the whole staff the whole staff just believing in me and giving me a chance um, you know, every all you can ask for, you know, is, in this in this life is an opportunity. You know, I got my opportunity. Um, Minnesota gave me one, and um, I'm just thankful. I'm blessed because there's a lot of a lot of kids who wish they were in my position today. Uh, there's a lot of kids um, grinding and working out every day, just trying to get here. So um, I try not to take this for granted, you know, because um, it could be gone like that. So um, every day, every day I wake up, come to the gym, I just try to uh, remind myself that I'm blessed. You know, say a prayer to God in the morning before. Um, I come to the gym and just continue to be me, so. They do not foul. Right with a block instead. And the Minneapolis native closes it out with the rejection. Have you caught yourself in the last month or so at all looking down at, at a jersey or a warm-up or a shorts or the Timberwolves logo and being like, this, this stuff's mine? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. I, I you know, like I said, I have a lot of friends here, uh, childhood friends who grew up Minnesota Timberwolves fans, and um, you know they remind me every day, like, "Dang, bro, like you playing for Minnesota, like it's crazy." Um, so yeah, I do. I catch myself sometimes looking down, like, "Wow, I'm home. I'm home. I'm not nowhere else right now. I'm in Minnesota. They gave me an opportunity. I'm getting to learn behind, you know, some all stars, really talented players. Um, you know, Pat Bev being my veteran, uh, I get to learn a lot behind these guys. So. 
I'm thankful for this opportunity, man. There's another photo that I want to ask you about, and it's you younger, I would imagine about high school age. You're standing above the tunnel at Target Center, <laughs> so you're in the stands, yeah. and Damian Lillard yeah. is standing there in this photo, and you had captioned that one, work hard until your idols become your rivals. How old were you in that photo? <laughs> How did I, Damian Lillard get in that photo? How'd that happen? Um, I remember uh, my one of my coaches, Pat Freeman, uh, he got us, me and a couple more of my friends tickets to the Timberwolves game. And we were here watching and we got to watch the warm-ups. So them sh shooting before the game, the workout time, shoot before the game, and Dame's down there shooting. And he, he'd been my favorite player, him and Kobe. And when Kobe retired, um, it was automatically Dame. So I don't know, he's out there shooting and then we're, we're just sitting there watching and my coach Pat Friedman like, yo, Dame, can these guys get a picture with you? They're big fans. And I think I was in seventh grade going into eighth, one, seventh or eighth grade, one of those two. And, you know, he said, yeah, we took the picture. And, um, you know, I actually, I actually know Dame. Um, we got the same trainer. We work out with the same person in the summertime. So I get to see him in the summers and, you know, watch him work and uh, get some work in with him and uh, his trainer, Phil Beckner. So um, it's kind of crazy. You know, I just become rivals. And, you know, now six, five, six years later, um, you know, I'm in the NBA and, you know, he's still in the NBA doing big things. and. Uh, like I said, work hard to see your idols become your rivals. So um, I didn't know when it was going to happen, um, but I, I, I for sure had a, a belief and a strong faith that it would one day. And if you look back on that picture, do you see yourself as this young, wide-eyed kid, or do you see yourself as this determined kid? Like, yeah, the, I knew I was going to be there Yeah, I mean, I've, I've been determined. You know, I, I've always told my mom since I was a kid, you know, five years old, that I was going to play in the NBA. So... Um, like I said, I didn't know when it'll happen, but I knew it would happen. And, you know, here I am, um, you know, 22 years old, uh, living out my dream. So it's a blessing. You told your mom when you were five years old you were going to play in the NBA? Yeah, yeah. She still got a, she still got a, a letter I wrote her. Um, I have to get that to you guys. Um, you know, she got a letter I wrote her when I was a, a young kid telling her I'd be here. So here we are. What did the letter say? Uh, it said a lot, but, but the main gist of it was, you know, I'll be in the NBA. You know, one day I'll be able to take care of you and my family, get you the house you always wanted, uh, the car you always wanted, you know, all that little stuff. So uh, the main focus of that message was, though, I'll, I'll be here. You know, I'm going to continue to chase my dream until it happens. And at five, you were already dreaming that. Yes, yes. You know, my dad put the ball in my hands as a, as a young kid. You know, as a young kid, I had every jersey. Uh, my dad always bought me every jersey. Carmelo Anthony, Tracy McGrady, Al Ming, Tim Duncan, Kobe, Steve Nash. I had Kevin Garnett. I had every jersey as a kid. Like I wish I still had them. I wish I still had all those jerseys. But literally, all the superstars, all the all-stars, I had every jersey. And uh, that's been my dream since I was a kid. And here we go. Well, you mentioned your dad put the ball in your hands when you were young. And yeah. I know he's a big part of your life. Yeah, for sure. In 2008, your dad was sentenced to 10 years in prison on a drug charge. Mm. And you say your dad is your role model. And I think a lot of people will just see that and stop right there and be like, how, how can a, someone who served time in prison be a role model? Mm. Can you describe the, the choice that you've made of forgiveness and understanding and love and compassion when it comes to you and your dad? I've always, I've always understood um, his main focus 
And I learned so much from him. And it's it's funny you say that because people would always think like, how are you looking up to someone who who was in prison, who was actually sentenced to life in prison, but ended ended up only doing ten and a half years? Um, how do you look up to someone like that? And it wasn't about him being in prison. It was about the things he did, you know, before he went to prison, the way he loved and cared for my mom, the way I seen him love and care for his mom and never let nobody disrespect his mom, um, the way he took care of our family, the way he, um, any anytime I was out playing with my friends, you know, he'd buy the whole neighborhood ice cream at the ice cream truck. Um, it was all it was all the little stuff like that. It was never I you know, I, rem I have a really good memory. I remember all those all those things. It was always you know him letting you know my cousins come stay with us for weeks, uh, so I have people to play with. Um, it was all the little things. It was never about him going to prison. Um, I always understood what his focus was, and his focus was to provide for his family any way that he had to, and he did that. So um, you know I can care less about the prison. It was it was never about that. Um, so I never, I never had any hatred towards him. It wasn't, I, I never had to forgive him. Um, I knew what he was all about, and he just wanted to take care of, of our family at, at any cost. And he risked his life for it. And um, you know, for that, I, I will always respect him. And that's why I look up to him, because you know, that's what I want to do for my family. I want to be able to provide and uh, provide and make sure you know my family has food on the table, the house we always wanted, um, everybody's taken care of. So that's why. No, I look up to him. He's my role model. That's really incredible perspective yeah. to have, especially at 22 years old. Did you have to work on that to have that view of what happened, or was is that always how you viewed it? Yeah, I mean, I, I've had to work on it. You know, I've I've had my nights. I was a kid. You know, I had my nights where I cried. I wrote I wrote letters to the jail. Like I was always writing letters. I wrote letters to the prison. Like. You know, um, excuse like, dear judge, my dad's not a bad. My mom actually has this letter too. Dear judge, my dad's not a bad person. He always just wanted to take care of our family. Can you please let him come home? I would always write letters to the jail. So me and my dad, we wrote letters all the time. We were either writing letters, we were emailing each other, phone calls. So it was never no lost bonding. Um, he just wasn't there with me physically every day. We always talked. We always talked about basketball. We always talked about my games. He was able to. Um, wasn't necessarily able to see me play, but he was able to see how I did in the newspapers and all type of stuff like that. So uh, we always kept our relationship. And you know, when he left, he made me the man of the house. He told me I was the man of the house at eight years old, nine years old. So um, I had I had to grow up quick. And um, you know, that's a, that's another big reason I, I am who I am today. You know, I had to bounce around state to state, living with family, living with friends, because uh, we weren't stable as we were when he was home. You know, we had to. Me and my mother had to figure it out. So we bounced around a lot and um, I had to grow up fast, grow up fast. You know, I grew up in uh, Chicago for um, a couple years and I think that's that's what really made me become a man. Um, you know, rough neighborhoods, you know, you had to get it on your own, you had to figure it out. Um, gun violence all day, every day. Um, couldn't be outside past the, the street lights. Um, all type of little stuff like that. That made me grow as a man early. Yeah. that. And that makes complete sense. I saw an interview that your dad did when you were at Colorado, mm -hmm. and your dad is in the stands at your game and wearing a, a mask. <laughs> and one one part is like you ball handling, yeah. and the other part is you up in the air. Yeah. Like you, he has images of you playing basketball even on his mask. Yeah, one was when I was a kid. Um, this half was I was playing it when I lived in Arizona for the Maryville Flames, uh, playing in the YMCA league. So I was probably nine, 10 years old, 10 years old in this picture. And then this one was 
me at Colorado now. So he had they, my whole family had the face mask with half and half, uh, then and now type thing. So yeah, they support it at, the, at the highest level. How proud is your family, your dad, your mom, the cousins you talk about? How proud are they of you to get to the point where you are right now? It's actually crazy. Um, like my whole family, you know, top to bottom, everywhere I go. Um, you know, family, they they always reach out to me and tell me, you know, how proud they are of me. You know, how I'm the I'm the one in the family that could, that you know can help the family out to help change everything. You know, how much they look up to me. Um, even even my family members who's older than me, um, tell me how they look up to me, and just how proud they are of me for keep keeping on a straight path. And does it add an extra layer that it's the <laughs> Minnesota Timberwolves? Yeah, that make it that much more work, that much more crazy. <laughs> Wow. Well, that's a that's a, such an awesome story. I'm so happy for you and for your family. That's Thank fantastic. You. Thank you. We'd like to close the conversation today with five just totally random questions, just to kind of get to know a little bit more about you yeah. outside of of basketball and, the, and some of the things that we we uh, can look up or statistics we can read about you. Mm -hmm. So we call it the final five. So just randomly, these questions. McKinley, how do you take your coffee? I don't drink coffee. No coffee. No coffee. Energy drinks, tea. No, I don't drink no coffee or no energy drinks. Um, I never had a five-hour energy or Red Bulls or Inner Monsters. Never had none of those. So, um, I've I've tasted coffee one time. Didn't like it. I don't know if it was made wrong or I don't know what it was. But uh, I've, I've I don't drink coffee or um, energy drinks. Do you like the smell of coffee? No, I hate it. <laughs> I hate it, <laughs> if you want me to be honest. Fair enough. Got it. Okay. Uh, when do you think it's appropriate to start decorating for Christmas? Um, soon as, uh, the day after Thanksgiving. Soon as Thanksgiving, soon as Thanksgiving over, it's time for the, for the best holiday, Christmas. That's the best holiday? Easy. So you're not an early October. We are already in the Christmas mood. We're listening to Christmas music. That's a little early. Nah, nah, because my birthday is the 25th, and then we got Halloween, which I like celebrating, like um, going trick-or-treating. Then we got Thanksgiving, which is my second favorite holiday. So um, I can't jump right to the Christmas, nah. <laughs> I hear you. I'm with you. Which emoji do you use the most? Uh, the 100 emoji. <laughs> the 100? Yeah. Yeah. How do you use it? Uh, Emphasis? Yeah, just like when anybody be like, uh, yo, congrats, Ken, or um, you're doing good, I'd be like, yeah, I'm good, 100. Like, that's, that's my go-to emoji. So it's like the yeah, it's, it's like a it's thumbs, like a thumbs up, up. It's like, yeah, I'm good. Like, you good? Like, yeah, I'm good. 100. Other than basketball, what is your favorite sport to watch on TV? Uh, football. I'm a big football fan. You know, I grew up playing football a little bit, too. I play a lot of sports, football, baseball, soccer, ran track. Um, so football, football got it. You know, if I didn't play ball, I think I'd be one of the best wide receivers out there. <laughs> Are we, do you like NFL football, college football? Does both, it matter? Both. I like, I like NFL and college. Um, I watch every Colorado game. You know, we're struggling a little bit this year, but we got a lot of talent, man. And I'm confident those guys can, you know, turn around the rest of this season and going into next year. Uh, be a, one of the better teams in the country. Um, I watch a lot of football, though. I like college football and NFL. Okay. You a hometown Vikings fan? Of course. Of course. 
Are you a morning person or are you a night owl? Uh, that's a that's a good question. I will morning person though. I will have to go a morning person just because um, college. You know, college kind of got me on that wave. Being up every day at six a.m., going to seven a.m. practices, and my body just kind of got used to that to the point where I didn't need no alarm in college. I was just waking up like, okay, here we go, start my day, get my breakfast, go to the gym, go to practice. So I'm a morning person. You're a morning. Are you in a good mood? Yeah. Just naturally, yeah. wake up. And At first, I, it was hard. It was hard because I, I wasn't used to being up so early, going straight to basketball, straight to weights, and running sprints at 7 a.m. So it was hard at first, but um, I'm much more used to it now. I actually love it now. It's how I get going for my day, so I need that. Okay. So you're ready to go, up and at Ready to go every morning. It's a good way to be. Well, that's all we have for you. McKinley, it was a real pleasure to get to know you a little bit better, and I know there are a lot of people who are rooting for you and wish you absolutely nothing but the very best. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you, Minnesota, again. Wolves Plus is presented by Aura, game-changing digital security.